0: IVM.
1: Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we talk to Dr. Vikas Agarwal, an ENT surgeon specializing in sleep apnea. We talk about the pressing concern about mouth breathing in children and adults. There are lots of dangers and repercussions if not properly addressed. Now, Ask yourself, are you a mouth breather? Let's find out more. Can we spend a few minutes talking about mouth breathing? And why is mouth breathing such an issue on our health?
0: Yeah, I think this is one of the most important questions and the people need to know about when does mouth breathing start? Hmm. It's majorly in the childhood. See, God has given nose for breathing. Why should a child breathe from his mouth? We all know that tonsils are commonly enlarged in children and there's a structure called adenoids mm. which is behind the nose mm. which is like sister of tonsil. Okay, It's the same tissue at the back of the nose. Right. So that gets enlarged in response to say inflammation, allergy that leads to blockage of the nose. If the nose is blocked, obviously the child will have to breathe from his mouth mm. and we consider it pretty normal. Uh, the child is Breathing from his mouth. breathing from his mouth and having a little bit of cold, you know, or is unable to hear well. Many times, our parents will not even go to a doctor; mm. they will consider it normal. Mm. But over a period of time, what effects does it lead to? The child gets into a habit of mouth breathing. Right. he stops using his nose altogether. Mm. So even at a later date, even if the nose becomes open, he still continues to mouth breathe. Have you tried? breathing through your mouth, Mm. it's so uncomfortable. Mm. So when you breathe from the mouth, what happens? The mandible goes down. Mandible is the lower jaw. Mm. The lower jaw goes down. When the lower jaw goes down, there's a bone here called hyoid bone. Mm. This goes behind. Mm. And the base of the tongue Mm. is attached onto that bone. The tongue goes behind. So if somebody is breathing from his mouth, his tongue is going behind at the back and touching at the back of the throat. Mm. And is further blocking his airway. So, mouth breathing itself leads to sleep apnea. So, first of all, the nose is blocked. That is leading to mm. blockage. Mm. Now, coupled with that, when the mouth is open, the tongue is also leading to blockage. blockage. Mm. So It further aggravates the problem. And even if you perform you know, tonsil adenoid surgery, many children at an older age, mm. if you do it at the age of 6-7, then things reverse very fast. Mm. But many uh, parents are you know, not willing to get the children operated. Right. though it's a bloodless and painless procedure today. Uh, but if they get operated at an older age of say 13, 14, 15, they still do not return to nose breathing. Hmm. They still keep on mouth breathing. And when they become say 35, 40, at that age, they turn severe sleep apnea. It's very difficult to treat them because right. if they have it doesn't go easy. Then we give them chin straps and hmm. Things like that too. It makes sleeping also then difficult. Yeah. 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 And and the whole life mm. they have not performed well because they have not slept well. I think it's yeah. a big
1: thing because, you know, we always take it for granted that, you know, huh? I've woken up on I've had my seven hours. I think yeah. I must have slept okay. Correct. Right? And, and waking up tired is normal because, you know, everyone wakes up tired now, you know, all our days are the same. And there's this this kind of feeling that people have. Yeah. They don't realize that waking up fresh is the key thing to that sleep that we have to bring into our life. Correct.
0: So, we should observe for mouth breathing, even in children, even in young adults. And that's a condition where if somebody is breathing through his mouth, he should be examined Hmm. for this condition. If there's a nose block, if there's sleep apnea. And stop it right right. in the beginning. Stop it right in the beginning.
1: Absolutely correct. So, Dr. Apart from sleep apnea per se, what are things that we can do to improve the quality of our sleep that we're
0: facing? First of all, uh, there's something called sleep hygiene. Okay. We hardly talk about sleep hygiene. Hmm. What is sleep hygiene? First of all, you should have seven hours of sleep. Most of the people today have to rush for work in the morning. They come at late in the night, then have a dinner because they never had something in the evening. And they go off to sleep and they get hardly five hours of sleep. Correct. That's not enough. So you can have something in the evening so that you're not very hungry when you come back home. Mm. Try to have your food two hours before you go off to sleep. If possible, at least two to three hours. Do not eat too much in the night. Sleep on your side. If you sleep straight, your tongue will tend to fall. Mm. So try to sleep on whatever side you are comfortable, left or right. right. There's no preference on this side, but to sleep on your side. Try not to have any... Drink like coffee, strong coffee, black coffee, mm. just before you go off to sleep because you'll take more time to go off to sleep and your brain will not get into that uh, zone which it needs to go off to sleep. These are the some of the things that you can do. You should have a proper lighting in the room. It should not be very bright. It mm. should not be completely dark. If you, you can have little light in the room. And uh, if you do these things, try to switch off your phone mm. more than the phone, your mind don't carry your business at home. Correct. Very difficult to say. We all do. But we have to learn to keep our minds being switched off in the night for seven hours. Yeah. Because next day is going to be equally hectic for everybody. So these are the things you can do to improve your sleep quality in the night. And and it's so true, right? As soon as we're lying down, all the thoughts through the
1: day come into our Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. It is like we're looking at our fan going round and round and our mind is going round and round along with that fan. That Correct. is how it feels at night. Doctor, can we touch upon the idea of what a sinus is? You know, I have so many people saying, oh, I have sinus. I have sinus. What does I have sinus mean when people are saying this?
0: Yeah. So what is sinus? Sinus hmm. is the air filled in the sockets of the bone of your face. Hmm. Everybody has it. And it's just, normal to,
1: structure. just to be this
0: is not your nose these are on the side these are on oh, your the side cheeks. of the nose right? absolutely That's inside your cheeks are. between your eyes right? they are the sinuses so anatomically every human has got it hmm. then what is sinus problem right we call it sinusitis or you know deviated septum turbinate hypertrophy polyps so many medical terms and one is confused what are the symptoms when people call they have sinus hmm. so either there is a nose block is watering from the nose, headache, you know, a recurrent cold, sneezing, watering. All those things are called sinus. What are the problems which can cause sinus? So you can have an anatomical problem. So if somebody has got a deviated septum, if the septum is deviated to one side, the other side gets swollen. That's called turbinate hypertrophy. Now it is purely a structure problem which is leading to traffic jam. Mm-hmm. So if you have a divider of the highway which is crooked and there's a rock on the road, it is going to cause traffic jam. Correct. So this is an anatomical problem only. Mm. Even if you treat it for your life, it's going to be there, right? No medicine is going to help it. So that's an anatomical issue, a structural issue, and a simple surgery can solve it forever. Mm. Now imagine the plight of people. Fifty percent of the people have got deviated septum, and they are living with it, not knowing that it can be corrected. Now right. right? I'm not saying that. Everybody requires a surgery. No, hardly 4 or 5% of the people would require a surgery, but that's a big number. Now, the other spectrum is allergy. Mm. So, somebody is having a straight septum, no anatomical problems, but he's got allergy. So, allergy is leading to recurrent inflammation, polyps and sneezing, watering. So, that requires a, a medical treatment. No surgery is going to really help it. So, nowadays, we have got intranasal steroid sprays, mm. which are harmless. We have got immunotherapy in form of, uh, you know, we do allergy testing and then we give vaccines, mm. oral vaccines. Mm. Earlier, it was injections. Injection. Now, it has come in oral form. So, you can have two-year, three-year vaccines kept in your fridge. You Every day, you put few drops mm. and the vaccines will keep the allergy down. Mm. And then gradually, it may be even cured. Okay. So, if the problem is allergy, that's also controllable or curable in some cases. Mm. Controllable in most of the cases. If you have a structural problem, that can be cured. Somebody has a combined problem, he has also a structure and also an allergy issue. Mm. So both can be done. Mm. So most of the times, the sinuses can be at least controlled, if not cured. And the headache part, the blockage part, can be conclusively taken care of by navigation-guided sinus surgery. It's very, very dependable now. Mm. See, sinuses are very close to the eyes and the brain. Mm. So in earlier days, when you used to do surgery on the sinuses, you're scared of damaging the eyes in the brain. Right. And therefore, surgery was not really recommended so quickly. Now, with navigation systems, mm. we have 0.5 millimeter of tolerance, mm. 0.5 millimeters. So obviously, when you're operating, your CT scan is running with you. Mm. Mm. You are seeing on the scan where exactly you're working. So you can never go wrong. Correct. Right. So you work with an accuracy of 0.5 millimeter. And you clear out everything. It's a minimally invasive thing. Mm. You do a sinus surgery and you're home by the evening. Oh, wow. It's that quick. Mm. Right? And you heal within a couple of weeks. Mm. And your headaches and blockage are gone forever. If you have allergy, you are given a spray. Good. So, your quality of life completely, you know, improves. Mm. So, I think gone are the days when you had to get scared with the sinus surgery. You well, have to suffer from the sinus surgery. You anymore. need not suffer at all. Mm. Because... It's almost always controllable, Amazing. if not curable. And many, at least 40-50% of the cases, it can be cured. Amazing.
1: Doctor, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've absolutely loved it. My mind has exploded with all the ideas that we've been discussing. How can people get in touch with you? How can people see your work or continue this conversation with you?
0: So my name is Dr. Vikas Agrawal. They can Google me out. Hmm. (laughs) That is the simple way. I am available in Worli and in Kandivli. Okay. I have a hospital for the last 20 years in Kandivli. I have a YouTube channel Vikas mm-hmm. Agrawal ENT. They can see me there. Fantastic. And we'll, we're going to link that yeah, below as well. Yeah. And uh, they can they can actually listen to feedbacks of hundreds of people who opted for a surgery. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much Ashdin for having me here. And I hope our viewers and our listeners would get something out of it and they friends and family members would get relief from this problem. Absolutely. If we can save a few lives using this, nothing like
1: it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to do two things. Share it with three people. One, and make sure that you're subscribed. We also have a YouTube channel called The Habit Coach Awesome 180. You can check out snippets there. You can also follow IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And if you want to follow me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter, Instagram and everywhere else. You can also explore my books, One Habit a Day, The Book of Good Habits for Kids and Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Or if you prefer online courses, they're all
0: available on my website. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach.